0: Hey there, Attack on Titan fans! Welcome to another episode of the Attack on Titan After Show on AfterBuzz TV. Tonight we are talking about Episode Thirty Three, The Hunters, and I think this is about as close as Attack on Titan gets to filler. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz! So, Ask and Ye Shall Receive, we talked about it last week, the full version of this song finally got
1: released. And you know what? (laughs) It really is just this song over and over and over again. (laughs) Like, it's this song, and then like a minute and a half dance break, and then a little bit of the first season opening, and then this song again. I so it's weird. I actually really liked it. And well, we're
0: going to break down this song for you <laughs> in just a moment. But before we do that, let me introduce my fantastic co host to my left, Emma Fife. That's me. I am Emma Fife, and I can be found thusly at my name. To her left, Katie Cullen. Hi, all my
1: buddies. You can find me all over the social medias at KIAXET, that is K I A X E T. And to my left, in a very roundabout <laughs> manner. And three lefts make a right. <laughs> um, Thank I'm you, me- Cosmo. I'm
0: Megan Salinas. You guys can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at The Menguin, that's T H E M E N G U I N. Be sure to also take a gander at the hashtag ABTVTitan Titan if you guys want to keep up. We've also got you covered on the live chat. Sadly, Alexis Torres could not join us tonight. She, she
1: was p- on the wall when the uh, call. Colossal Titan went down. Mm, so she she's was taking some recovery. Injured time.
0: by a Titan. And guys, as soon as we are done with this after show, we are going out there and seeking revenge. Right. Just like the how this episode <laughs> ended. Where it was
2: like yeah. literally they're like, everyone who's still alive, <laughs> come meet us on the wall.
1: Bring your horses. We're going in. We angrily have to eat some. Down. angrily oh eat God. some crackers and then go. We're eat I'm sorry. Some they, crap out no of this they, bread. they
2: were rations, uh,
1: as explained in the eye catch. Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> but they looked like very large, saltine crackers so. because
0: there was very little. But they else were like. they were like chewy, episode. like power bars, <laughs> like, Attack on Titan Lembus bread. Yeah. Um, yeah. They. It just. It looked real not good. Uh, at least as according to Hans, like they they have a neutral taste. They're not. Nice Either good nor bad, which is probably the best you can hope for when it comes to rashes. Yeah, but yeah, before we before we get into that, I do want to talk about the full version of the opening, right? Um, for for one, I really liked it. I love Wings of Freedom a hell of a lot more. Yeah, but the it's it's a very flawed song. I think I don't know if it's just the way the recording was, you know kind of got released but the sound mixing is really weird in the beginning. It is a little bizarre. For me this is what it is. It's that uh Wings of Freedom
2: has that really strong bridge and that's what's yes. so good about the full version of the song like you really get something else out of the song by listening to the full version of it. This one it really is kind of just more of the same. There's a second verse that's short. Yeah. Uh, and then they go back into the chorus. And then again, there is just there's like a win a and a dance half break, long dance break. But there's not, <laughs> that sounds but not nothing like I the rest of the song. <laughs> yeah. It's beautiful, but it
1: sounds nothing like the rest of the song. Yeah. And, and it, it doesn't carry the momentum. Yeah. And it doesn't so, feel like a
2: proper bridge to the song the way that the instrumental break in Wings of Freedom does. Yeah.
0: I agree 100%. Like I said, Wings of Freedom, when, when I listened to the full version of the song and yeah. it went into. You're like, this is a life changer. When when it went into uh, the the of the of the original I I almost cried like it was that moving and here um my biggest problem is that when it after we get the the minute you know the the tv opening and then it goes into the rest of the song it almost sounded like the song was segmented up like the producers told Link to horizon we don't know which part of the song we want to use for the opening, so give us a clean break every minute and a half or so. I totally agree with you. It was so bizarre, because if you listen to, like,
2: the full version, again, Wings of Freedom is a really good example, Um, also uh, In Love with the New Moon, which is the Sailor Moon Crystal Season 3 opening... The full version of that song is very different yeah. from the edited for TV version, like to the point that that little music box bit in the beginning is twice as long. <laughs> so, like, it really did. It feel, like you said, Megan, like they're like, oh, we're not a hundred percent sure. So, like, if you could just make like three songs within this one song, that'd be awesome. Well, the issue with it. Oh, is
1: that the bridge, the dance break, the whatever we're calling it, didn't sound like this first part of the song at all. Like if you had played me you know, 30 seconds from the beginning and then 30 seconds from the dance break, I would have been like, well, those are two completely different and equally okay songs. Mm-hmm. They they didn't sound like they were in the same family of songs, let alone the same song. We just kind of turned a corner and moseyed off and then went, oh, shoot, we have to be back here for the big Everyone Expects Us to Reference the First Theme. So, uh... Bring it back around, guys. A little and bit we'll, of we'll, Wings of
0: Freedom in there, too, for we'll like do, a hot second. And
1: we'll do the thing. Yep. But it didn't build up to it, so it wasn't like, yes. Yeah. So it was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I, yeah. And there's a difference. I, I agree with literally everything you guys
0: have said. And I am the first to admit I am the least musically educated one at this <laughs> table. So literally take everything I say with a grain of salt. But I actually still, like, it's very flawed. And Wings of Freedom is way better. And the original song, of course, is the best. But, like, I still really liked it. No, like, that violin during the dance break, I loved. And even though it's kind of expected and kind of cliche, when it went into the original, you know, when it went into the original theme, and you even hear the cape flap right before going into sasage again, like... I was like, it gave me goosebumps, and I'm like, I know I'm being manipulated, but I don't care. No. I
2: think that the main melody of the song and what we hear in the actual opening of the show is very strong. Oh, yeah. Like, on its own, I liked that initially better than I liked Wings of Freedom, even though Wings of Freedom is still my favorite overall composition. Same here. Uh, but I just think that as a as a full song, there I didn't get too much more out of it by listening to the yeah. full version.
0: Uh, the first opening is the best standalone, for sure, especially because it's still get they're still referencing it two songs later uh the the best companion one is wings of freedom um and until we get the next season with the next opening i think it will remain that way
1: that being said this one has an incredible first 90 seconds but the rest of it really doesn't do anything to add on to that or help it in any capacity it's 90 seconds and then the musical equivalent of dead weight I, like I said I still got goosebumps yeah I think
2: dead weight is too it would be too extreme too in, in terms of my personal <laughs> criticism of it but I do agree that like Especially the full version really didn't add anything. No. Uh, it was a little ch- underwhelming. Right, I think Under, it's- underwhelming. You know what's also probably underwhelming? The taste of those rations, <laughs> which is all that chat can talk about right now. Chad is making <laughs>
1: Snickers jokes. Yep. You're not you when you're hungry. And time out. is comparing it to the Death Note scene. Oh. Oh, I'll take,
0: I'll
2: don't take girls, this I'll cracker ration and I'll, I'll
1: eat it. it. <laughs>
0: I was gonna
2: read that quote out loud dramatically, but it's fine. Oh, I'm sorry.
0: We just stepped on your moment. It's fine. (laughs) Um, I love. I love that. Like basically, Alexis made that joke, you know, um, two episodes ago, and now fast forward, and it's completely relevant again. The Snickers joke. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, you're not yourself when you're hungry, Mikasa. Uh, Anyway, sorry. That's Mikasa. Sorry. Can't. Can't. (laughs) I've been rewatching the abridged version where they intentionally mispronounce mispronounce everyone. Yes. It totally throws me off. (laughs) I know, but (laughs) I did did see a video that Funimation posted
2: of some of the voice actors taking the what branch of the military should you be in? Yeah. Uh, No, what branch of the military should you be in? Oh, nice. And uh, and in it, uh, Trina Nishimura very intentionally goes, Mikasa. So I'm like, (laughs) okay, cool. That is how they're saying it in the dub, which I've never watched.
0: Uh, Which, uh, (laughs) this is actually a really good episode that kind of rounds, it reminds you of like all of those secondary characters with a lot of those... <laughs> those like, kind of questionable pronunciations, like Hans, uh, you know, it's yeah. either Hans Honest. or Hannes, <laughs> or... Um, Irvin, which in the English dub they pronounce it Irvin, and uh, when you read it in the subtitles, it's Irwin. So, well, it's a it's German. V and it's German, yeah. so, so Irvin is correct. Yep. yep. Uh-huh. Uh, basically, all of the pronunciations <laughs> in Attack on Titan are a big question mark because um, it goes from German to right. Japanese to English. Well, but I, all of
1: the German anime fans are looking at us like seriously, yeah, guys, guys, it is so obvious. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, and on top of that, it's like obviously my favorite character returned in this episode, Jean. <laughs> which He's really French. is French which really like it would be Jean but they pronounce it Jean in Japanese I don't know how they pronounce it in English because as I previously stated I've never watched the double no, the show it's so.
0: Jean. Jean no, 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 no I will no. Flip this table <laughs> it is man no, Brown. <laughs>
1: We will no longer then be allowed half in the this second studio. when you bought it. Was great though.
0: No, it's 100% Jean. It's Jean. It's French. But speaking, but- of, we uh we really should dig into this episode because we pick up right where we left off. Uh things not working out so well for Aaron, which again is like the suckiest thing which as this episode goes on to point out uh, every time he comes close, like he'll never give up, but every time he comes close to winning, um, he just gets beaten to a pulp. Mm-hmm. And here, well,
1: things aren't working out so well for Aaron, is about 95% of the series. Let's be real.
0: That's very true. But again, this, uh, having seen the character growth that we have here for him um which through this flashback we get a huge contrast between where he is now and where he used to be for everyone um, for yeah for everybody but here it's the one time he really used his brain and applied strategy i know victory was stolen from him through death from above like yeah. he would have won that fight like i hate how they said like in the fight like oh he lost the fight no he didn't
1: lose that fight he would have no. won if
0: a colossal Titan had not landed on his face. He literally just
1: tag teamed in the other guy. Like, come on. Yeah, technically he won
0: the fight that he was part of. He just didn't know (laughs) he was part of a tag team match. (laughs) He didn't win the fight
1: against Gravity. Could
0: you guys imagine, like... Attack on Titan Wrestlemania I would watch <laughs> I
1: just watched that yeah. that like, was last episode like there's
0: an announcer going
1: like like, oh no yeah. like
0: coming in from above and yeah well yeah and Hanji was the
1: coach going down and sitting on his shoulder and being like okay so for the next movie you want to do this like no seriously we absolutely <laughs> got Attack on Titan Wrestlemania last episode and then this episode he basically called in the giant folding chair. <laughs> I would watch the crap
0: out of that, <laughs> by the way. Titan WrestleMania for the win. With
1: folding chairs. Oh. Just, uh-huh. Well,
0: uh, apparently you can't really be you have to there's a, a certain you probably have to sign some sort of liability waiver if you're going to attend Titan WrestleMania because when that happens, it basically knocks out the entirety of the Survey Corps who's looking on, um, because uh, they kind of forgot that there was a giant Colossal Titan that could very well influence the fight at any given moment. Um, and, And as we see, for sure, I mean, that was some guy didn't emerge from the wreckage. Some guy
1: is really super dead and Bertolt has his gear now. Yep, and that like, is exactly that's how that why
0: Bertolt killed some, some guy. guy <laughs> our
1: dear friend. <laughs> he will be missed. He didn't
0: have
2: missed. a name. He didn't actually have a face ever. <laughs> no. He probably did, maybe in the background in some other episode, but Oh uh... no! Not
0: someone! Oh no! Some guy. Someone will be missed. <laughs> 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 but like, all in all, they actually get a you know they get out of this pretty pretty decently as far as like the military victories are concerned like the last victory they had completely decimated an entire city with Irvin pretty much going like I think I did alright so all things considered they had pretty minimal casualties Um, But Aaron and Ymir still got kidnapped, and that's no good. They did get kidnapped. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know,
2: because they're trying to start Titan Club, and like (laughs) Ymir and Aaron are kind of like, we don't really want to be part of this club. They're like, we don't care. We're just gonna (laughs) brutally kidnap you and force you to be part of
1: our club. The first rule of Titan Club is that you're in Titan Club whether you like it or not. There's no point in not talking about it. Everyone knows about Titan Club at this point, so you know our first rule is kind of moot. So the new first rule. I feel like there are better. Membership.
0: I feel like there are better ways to force somebody to join your club. Like if they, if uh, Berthold and Reiner well, had like okay. a Haruhi, Susan, on their sure. team, sure she could get anybody to join but their club. The Reiner was, tried. But he did. Yeah, he did try. <laughs> he tried. I love Star. I loved too at the end
2: when they like cut to them. In the forest. Okay, first of all, so Aaron has no arms right now. and um, He's been disarmed. Right. Boo. Literally. Boo. Uh, and Ymir is still, like, missing half a leg. So they were pretty easy to kidnap, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and I just, I also, like, it was this really weird image of, like, Reiner looking like he was actually like ready to fight someone, and like Bertold just like in a tree in a sweater, like, <laughs> sitting like a frog. Yeah, like he, like he looked like he belonged in like some school anime, and this is like the weekend. It was so weird.
1: <laughs> like, the, uh, like chat it, is having a small memorial for some guy. Oh,
0: <laughs> some guy. <laughs> some guy
1: will be missed.
0: We'll Dear guy, him.
1: we will miss you. <laughs> Hashtag fodder guy. I would love to read the obituary. for some some guy. Um, (laughs) He grew up in some place with some people. He has survived by some family. (laughs) But yeah, you're you're absolutely right in a completely different anime.
0: They would be on the roof of the school right now. Yeah, that's what it looked like. uh, But I also really love that even though Aaron has no arms, they are Mm. still on a completely different tree branch and Reiner's like at the ready like, he didn't trust to be on the same tree branch as Aaron because yeah. Aaron's gonna like bite his ankles or
1: something. I guess. Well, he's been with Aaron for how long? Aaron is not smart. No, Aaron no. is very headstrong. Aaron is very rush into things when he's mad, and Aaron is very angry right yeah. now. And Aaron would so, absolutely
0: like just run straight at him and mm-hmm. like try to headbutt him if if need be. So or just try
1: to knock him out of the tree if he thought
0: the impact would kill him. It's like the the fight in money Python with the black knight. Yes, <laughs> 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 mm-hmm. Bunch of legs tis, off. Tis merely a flesh wound. <laughs> no, it's not. Some your guy arms clean off. Some no, guy isn't. OVA. Some guy
1: cosplay. RSVP to some guy's funeral.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's like, this show's mascot
2: now, isn't it? just some guy.
0: Send the flowers to some family.
2: (laughs) Oh, also, there was some really weird, gosh, I'm trying to remember what the weird translation was. It was something that Armin said to Mikasa that was like translated, complete, it must have been completely incorrect because the way it was made zero sense. <laughs> oh man, I wish I'd written it down. If, at the time I was like, I'm going to remember this and now <laughs> many hours I later may. I'm like, oh, I don't remember anymore.
0: <laughs> Shoot. Um, but yeah, no, there are definitely some por- par- uh, parts of this episode where it's like I'm not quite sure what they were trying to say there, but we get the gist yeah, of it. We, yeah, we understand. <laughs> let's let's talk about Armin and, and Mikasa us for a little bit, because uh, much like the last episode was very much Aaron's episode after after a long stretch of, um, you know, side character development, Mm. this is an episode where, even though a ton didn't happen, you know, like like we said at the opening, this is basically the closest attack on Titan gets to filler. It is still very character driven for oh, yeah. Mikasa and Armin, um, and mainly their relationship as a trio Listen, with Aaron. Yeah, this this episode was all of season two of Walking Dead. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was. Yeah. And it's fine for an episode. For an it's episode, fine for several Eight episodes. episodes Yeah. get like, off the farm. dead arm <laughs> uh, anyway
2: uh she was in the barn the whole time yeah uh. oh god i like didn't even care anyway <laughs> uh, different show uh but yeah i mean i i yeah i liked uh the interaction between the two of them i really enjoyed uh the flashback to when they were children and cuz i i always like seeing that like Aaron's kind of a
1: trouble child and yeah. mikasa and armin are always just like trying to get him out of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, being filled with determination is only going to get you through things if you're in Undertale. Yeah. This yeah. is not Undertale. Well, you can't
0: flirt with actually, the Titans. Actually, technically no. though. That's not necessarily the case with Aaron. And this is where Aaron shares kind of a... And we've talked about this before, but this is where Aaron shares a lot of similarities with a lot of other shounen protagonists um, in that... It's not so much that he's skilled or smart. It's just that he is filled with so much spirit that he will not give up. That no matter is so what.
2: common for a shonen protagonist but, isn't it? the but, world is
0: different. But the world is different. Yeah. And the thing is, is that in a lot of those other shows, like, I, I kind of made a joke while we were watching it that, like, it's too bad Aaron's not a Saiyan because he, for all the times he's gotten his butt handed to him, like, he would be super strong. Yeah, he'd be at great. This point. But, like, this isn't one of those types of shows. He's not an Ichigo where he's going to get a power upgrade every time he gets punched in the face or things like that. Like, there's not going to be a three-day training montage where all of a sudden he'll, he'll you know, magically he'll be stronger. Yeah. Yes, he has magical Titan powers, but that was like a one-time deal and he still doesn't know how to use them. Not really. And the only reason he did so well in this last fight is because he actually applied real-world yeah fighting techniques right. and
1: strategy and, and strategy. logic and not yeah. some magical like, anime technique well, that well because and Aaron he was... would be an incredible shonen protagonist in a different kind of shonen show in a more stereotypical shonen show he would be just far and away the strongest guy on the field like it'd be hard to catch him but this is not that kind of world. This is a kind of world where humanity has only survived against the Titans because they're faster for the most part and they're smarter. It's very precise, targeted attacks using a lot of speed and agility. And that is the only reason humanity has survived. So being super determined and banging your head against the wall, like most other series, eventually the wall is going to break here. It's like, well, the wall only breaks in very specific circumstances. Otherwise, it's going to be your head that goes down. And actually, you don't really want to break the wall because the yeah, wall right no. now is the best thing that's protecting which, you against yeah. the Titans,
2: which it is It, it is interesting because, I mean, th- this is where it, it shares a lot of similarity with sort of zombie fiction of like you have zombies that are relentless and even yeah. when you, and people always are like, eh, slow zombies, blah, 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 but they are never ever going to stop. <laughs> they're never going to stop. They don't have to drink water.
1: They don't have to sleep. They're never going to stop. And the Titans are the exact same way. Well, and decomposition is slow, but Titans don't, but decompose, don't decompose, as a matter of fact, mm, and zombies do. Yeah. And
0: and it's actually a very, it, it's interesting that you make that parallel about relentless a relentlessness, because that is what makes the situation our characters are in seemingly so hopeless, but it is a defining character trait for our protagonist. Mm-hmm. And so that's a fantastic parallel.
2: I remember what the translation was.
0: <laughs> Go fight, win, what is it? Because I was I was
2: like, it's something to do with that scene between Armin and Mikasa. Okay, so <laughs> while Mikasa is passed out, uh, I think Hannes comes over to him and is like, oh what's going on with Mika-san he's like well I think that she's doing okay I think she just has a concussion
1: and I'm
0: like,
1: think you should wake her up not let her sleep actually <laughs> medically concussion patients need rest like once you determine that there is nothing horrifyingly wrong with them in terms of brain damage if it's a concussion the best thing they can do is sleep at all right but there was
0: like that keep them
1: awake a bit is completely incorrect. It's like putting butter on a burn. It doesn't help anything. It's an old We are tale. not medical professionals here. Please consult a medical professional when it comes I'm to actually
0: figuring I did out. My research. <laughs> were you a med student? No. I'm willing to take your word for it because wow. I've, I've heard that same thing. But at the same time, I'm like, guys, please consult a doctor to or a nurse to find out what you should actually do if someone has a concussion. Point being, when she does wake up, and she immediately jolts <clears throat> upright mm-hmm. and starts shaking him, asking where Aaron's gone, he's like, please calm down, we don't know the extent of your injuries. Yeah, right. That is very pragmatic. <laughs> exactly, that's, that's the arm and we all know with <laughs> yes. love. But, um, but <clears throat> in this flashback, we have a very interesting, like it's, it's getting transported back to a way more seemingly more innocent time and I can't help but think that this is, to, you know, shown through us through the rose colored glasses you know in terms of Mika's well, Mika's memory, memory. Yeah. um but at the same time it's it's a very interesting scene because you forget watching this child you know this very childish squabble that you know, I say childish because there are adults acting like children mm-hmm. as well. But you forget that at this point, Mikasa and and Aaron have already committed murder. Oh, yeah. Um, so, like, when uh, Mikasa comes to, to the rescue, I'm like, I feel like this is way overkill for schoolyard bullies. Mikasa should be, like, already conscripted to the army. Like, she is way overkill for three young children who are clearly just trying to make trouble. I just yeah. feel
1: bad for the guy and his... Bottle stand? <laughs> liquid stand? Liquor stand? Uh, you it might have, been, what it, it might have been a bar. I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah. He, yeah, but I did love that he was like, come
2: on, you drunk cops. <laughs> like, aren't you going to deal with these kids? And they're like, whatever. They're just
0: kids. It's like, like, there'll be someone along who'll kids. deal with it better than we are. And Literally. Mikasa, the freaking tank shows up. Hans, or Hannes, however you want to say his name, just sits there and goes...
1: Wait for it, guys. This is going to be amazing. I mean, Three, you know that... Two, one <laughs> You know this happens, like, once a week at least, and they just break out the popcorn and wait for it to go down. Because that's how boring being in the Wall
0: Regiment actually is. <laughs> right. But I thought then, at you know, when Hannes was
2: talking to Armin, before they kind of were rallying the troops to go out to track down the Titans... Uh I really liked the conversation with Hannes where he was talking about yeah. how like you know some people want to be heroes and they want to go out there and like do what you guys are doing and and you know fight for the greater good but like I'm I'm happier just being a drunk soldier inside the wall and so <laughs> like I'm going to fight to get that back.
0: Yeah uh and and I feel like a lot of this scene like the the kind words that Hans has to give to Armin and Mikasa um, in that after the flashback, I feel like they wouldn't have had nearly as much impact if he wasn't included mm-hmm. in this flashback. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because we basically haven't seen him very much since he rescued them mm-hmm. when Shingon Shina fell. Yeah. And, I, yeah, so I really appreciated having him in this flashback because it shows really how much of a fixture of their childhood he really was. And it made me go, you know what? I kind of like Hans. Mm -hmm. He's, He's like definitely a drunk, no good, whatever, whatever. But like... He's still very charming like when he smiles after getting punched in the face. Yeah. It's like he's still a drunk troublemaker but there's something inherently charming about him.
1: Well, well, and now he's trying really hard to care for these 3 kids who got absolutely wrecked when the wall fell and oh. are now just in the middle of this very special kind of hell that hasn't really been experienced before. Yeah, and I and there is something noble too about the fact that like
2: he is willing to fight to... Because the thing is, like, being a drunk soldier inside the wall, like, that's not specifically... I mean, specifically that is his life, but really it's more of that idea of fighting to have that, like, semblance of security that they lived with for a while.
0: Yeah, it Yeah. it was one of those things where maybe he wasn't the best person or it wasn't the best circumstance... But, like, there was happiness and comfort in it. Yeah,
1: for life. sure. I want the old times back, and we can't have the old times back without you three running around causing trouble, so we're gonna go get Aaron. <laughs> Eat, <Yeah>. your <laughs> Eat your bread. Eat your lamb of bread. Go. <laughs> um,
0: and there's also something to be said, too, for, like, because we haven't seen him be that drunken soldier after that day, um, this inherent sense of probably guilt and responsibility Um, because, like, when we first met him, we kind of got this internal monologue of, like, I owe, you know, Aaron's father one. I really do. And we don't really know what that is. And, but he's like, hey, I owe him one. And we, and when he fails to save Aaron's mom, like, that probably weighs really heavily on his conscience. And he probably thinks about it literally every day. So he probably you know takes it on as an additional burden to like hey i failed to save their mom i have to i have to be here for these kids or at least in the capacity that i can be because they really i bet he also thinks that they don't really need his help all that much except for in times like this yeah
1: yeah well and there's also knowing what you're good at he's, he's not good at pep talks <laughs> yeah he's not terribly good at gung ho frontline he's more pick up the kids and run
0: oh which came in handy. And sometimes it's what you need to Listen, do. Listen, sometimes you gotta know
2: when to run away. Yep. Sometimes you and really do need to know when yeah. to grab the kids and just get out of Dodge. Yep. yep. And sometimes your default is running away and it just so happens that uh, that was the right thing to do in that
0: situation. And it absolutely was in that situation. The treatment for a concussion is rest.
1: Okay, great. <laughs> you want to cite your source? <laughs> <laughs> is it WebMD? Because if it is... Uh... It's not. It's the Mayo Clinic.
2: Okay. Okay, fair. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying that, like. (laughs) You should like figure out that that's what's going on before you're like, nah, just like pass out. You know that disclaimer that the voiceover
0: does at the very end of our episode, guys. This is why I'm saying consult a doctor or a nurse. (laughs)
1: WebMD is a good source if you already know what you have. If you're trying to self-diagnose, you will go insane and believe that you either have cancer or a flesh-eating bacteria. (laughs) (laughs) I have spoken. I have spoken with someone once who self-diagnosed on WebMD and thought that. they they had a flesh-eating bacteria. That Great. was not the case. That was not anywhere close to the case, but that's kind of what medical paranoia does to you.
0: Yep, definitely. But if you already know
1: what the issue is, they are a good source.
0: Definitely. Um, anyway, like I said, neither here nor there. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> that's a tangent. Um, but I do, uh, the other thing I want to bring up about this, flashback is that Aaron, we talked about how he's the type of person that won't give up. He's also the type of person that will run off into trouble. The situation that we have set up in this flashback is that Armin was getting picked on and got and had food stolen from him. Aaron jumps in to intervene. Mikasa has to come in and save him and then Aaron still runs off into trouble even when it's been determined that the situation there, like no good can come from it and he still goes off uh, on his own and it's interesting that they have that parallel of him running away because in this instance where they are in the present right now he didn't run from them he was taken from them oh yeah but, like, they, they're they talking about it like he is always running off without them and leaving them behind. And, uh, like, it's just, it's very interesting that that's the parallel that they've made. And we see Mikasa kind of regress a little bit to, because all she wants to do is stay by him and protect him. Right. Well, and even just
1: phrasing it as, why does he always go somewhere far away from us? It's a very, very young way to phrase that question. Well, they are very young. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean... <laughs>
0: Well, you forget Life. because she... single
1: digits, y'all. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but you forget because she's she's an incredible warrior, right? And then in this moment, she just wraps a scarf around her and just like sinks. she also
2: like murdered someone when she was like eleven. So, growth <laughs> might be a little after,
0: stunted after attaining super
2: strength, right? Yeah, she's terribly that. broken. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Again, these kids have grown up in a real world, and I mean that. But that is
2: what's great about Mikasa as a character is that you know she is an incredibly capable fighter, but there is kind of this quiet vulnerability about her as a human being. Yeah.
0: But I I love it because it's familial love. Yeah. And it's not the Sakura pining after no, Sasuke God, sort of sort of thing. This is a genuine like this is the only family I have left. Yeah, for sure. Kind of love and like when it's taken away from her, it completely crushes her. And we've seen that more than once in this series. Like mm-hmm. when she thinks he's dead, it was, it was terrible. She was doing the thing that he always does and purposely throwing yourself into danger. So, like, here, it, it's very interesting, again, to kind of see that kind of regression uh, and that fear of losing the only family she has left um anyway we've got more to talk about but before we do i want to talk to you guys really quickly about itunes folks thank you so much to everybody who's gone to itunes to rate subscribe leave a comment we love hearing from you and it is the best way to let our producers know that you guys like the show that we're putting on we love seeing comments in the hashtag every week we love the fact that we can keep up with you guys on the live chat but for those of you that happen to leave a comment on the itunes you might even get a shout out on the show Yay! Yay! Okay, so we actually have three new iTunes reviews,
2: and I just want to say, uh, um, well, one of them is one star. uh, (laughs) And uh, it's (laughs) it's amazing. And the person says, it's just a bunch of girls screaming, so I'm going to assume you're a white dude who lives in a basement, and I don't care about your opinions. (laughs) Uh, Uh, But uh, we have a really nice one simply entitled, yes, by Wiggly (laughs) Jiggly Giggles. Uh, Top quality, which keeps me coming back as a long-time listener. I'm ride or die with you guys for the long haul. Three cheers for the panel and future AOT podcast reviews. Producers, please keep their lights on. The, the, hap, the like, long smiley face with the these eyes. Aww. Okay. Aww. Uh, and then, uh, by P-verse one, we have, this is so dope. Uh, <laughs> I'm so glad this podcast exists. Uh, I was a little reluctant to download an After Buzz podcast. My past experience was After Buzz podcast's p names what they are, I'm not going to, uh, <laughs> have been a mixed bag with the hosts not having in-depth discussions of the shows and not knowing the characters by names, but to my glorious surprise, this podcast is quite the opposite. The hosts are knowledgeable, they get the nuances of the show, and are hilarious. Keep up the very good work, guys.
1: I but think- we're just a bunch of women screaming. I know. <laughs> I
0: mean, I think you Hashtag guys- women screaming. <laughs> I think some people might underestimate my love for Attack on Titan <laughs> <laughs> and my burning need to talk about it. Much like Aaron's burning desire to just murder all the Titans, I have a burning desire to talk about this show <laughs> and I cannot believe that I get to do that with all of you guys <laughs> right. on a consistent right. basis and that there's an entire audience of people who actually listen and care. You guys are the best. Yeah.
2: And I would like to apologize to all the nice white men that live in basements <laughs> that are listening. I'm just assuming that the person
0: with the <laughs> invalid opinion hey, is
2: also probably that. <laughs>
0: that's our first hateful I comment. Know. We've made it, Yes. We, have. Yeah. we are officially hashtag legit. Um
1: so yes I really do want to put that on a shirt, just in quotations. It's just a bunch of women screaming. Yep. <laughs> because that needs no context. I, also... they, I was
2: gonna say, I think they did at least use the word women and not girls. Oh, good. No, oh, didn't oh say girls. girls.
0: Oh, okay. I was gonna give them some credit, but you know what? And I'm not even gonna contest that it's just Women screaming because I, I absolutely scream all the time on this after show. So whatever, perfectly valid, perfectly valid perfectly criticism. Valid. Hashtag we are legit now. <laughs> <Awesome>. <laughs> Alright, to get back to this episode, um, I do, like, let's go back because we get introduced um, or reintroduced to a lot of characters that we haven't seen for a little while like Pixis. It's been Oh yeah, ages. it's been a minute
1: since we've seen Pixis. He's been drinking ever <laughs> since the last time we saw him.
0: And I love, I I feel bad because I don't remember the name of uh, his female subordinate in this scene, but I love that she's just having none of it. She straight up smacks him in the head for being passed out drunk on the job, and she pulls the booze away from him when he's like, No, I want it. (laughs) I did not enlist for this. It's just really amusing that one of the most effective members of, like, the commanders for the military just happens to be asleep and drunk all the time. He's, like, a way more effective Hans. Basically. It's it's, it's like
1: drunken foo.
0: (laughs) Kind of, Some people are at
1: their best when they're hilariously impaired. It opens up different pathways.
0: Well, I love that he's a guy who knows what's important. He'll go in and, like, stand there and, like, listen to the king rattle off, like, up until he, he... is needed somewhere. But once he's actually needed, he he basically gives it to everybody straight. He's like, hey guys, this is what's going on. A lot of people are going to die. And also, this is our best hope. So let's go ahead and get this strategy on the roll. So that's the type of person that he is. So I really appreciated when we see Irvin again. And they're basically commenting on how everything that's happened uh, with the female Titan has basically shaken up the entire status quo. They have a member of the Order of the Wall in their custody sitting on his secrets, and it's only a matter of time before either he cracks or gives them another lead that they can go off of. Yeah. And they also probably take a certain sense of satisfaction because the military police for the first time ever have been shaken to their core and have actually been roused into some kind uh, yeah.
2: of activity. No, they
1: they they left to go join the fray in this episode. Like, <laughs> it was great. Lo- I love that we just have this little, oh, you didn't bring any titans for us to fight Levi. Well, we should join forces. There's plenty of expeditions outside the wall <laughs> and everyone just kind of goes... All right, bluff called. I got a thing. <laughs> yep. um, I, mean, I have a real my appointment. It's called Not Dying. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it is extremely satisfying, though, because, again, Levi is the most talented ever, but, like... All of the most prestigious graduates of the Academy went to the military police and they've squandered their talent because they just didn't care. And so it's really interesting to see this group of very talented but cowardly people yeah. roused to action. And even though they're still reluctant to like yeah. be there and into the fray... Um, the potential that's there is also really, really intriguing because you do have this group of very talented
1: people who just need to get their rears in gear. Yeah. The question is whether or not they're still talented because if they're out of practice that's and out true. of shape, what that's are they going to do? They might have been...
0: They definitely need an 80s-style training montage to get back into it, for Two sure. Too bad, mm-hmm. we don't have the time for that. <laughs> There's always time for an 80s-style montage, Katie. Um, we'll use the
1: dance break in the full theme. <laughs>
0: Oh, that's hurtful.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I agree. Like, the military police is such an odd... It's such an odd phenomenon because it's, like, you have to be at the top of your class to get into yeah. the division of the military where you are the least
1: likely to die <laughs> because you're, like, as far in as you can possibly get, so... Well, otherwise, like, that. that's the carrot part of it. Yeah. Because if you don't have an incentive for people to work their hardest... They simply won't. If it's, we're yeah. taking the inept people and putting them when they're safe, people who are actually good will slack off because they want to be safe. So this really has people working their hardest, doing everything they can, and then hopefully, and we saw it with Aaron's class, because right before graduation everyone kind of went through yet another flavor of hell, but hopefully in the working hard and the training and the really thinking about it, the top of your class will say, no, I'm actually gonna be wall guard. No, I'm gonna be survey corps. No, I'm gonna be whatever instead of just taking the easy life. It's a strength of character thing. Well,
0: I'm I'm really interested, because when the military police were first presented to us, we see its corruption and laziness and self-serving nature, like, at the highest level. It's just mm-hmm. a bunch of people who are in it for themselves and who, you know, are looking... And again, that's, like, the highest level of corruption in yeah. terms of, like, the military. But we've also seen the capacity for depth and change. Like, we have a character like Pastor Nick, who, again, is sitting on a bunch of secrets and is totally awful, but at the same time, when he sees the faces of all of the people whose lives have been ruined by Titans, he's still moved. And... I think for a lot of the younger military police, I feel like we're going to see the most change from them because they're still the most recent out of mm-hmm. the academy and it was their comrade who caused the destruction. Oh yeah, within the inner wall. So I feel like those characters that we we, you know, we've only got brief glimpses mm-hmm. of, I feel like they're going to be the ones that right. have the most potential for change. Yeah.
2: Well, the most important thing is that Jean is back, you guys. <laughs> I was gonna say. Did you just lose your mind? I was real happy, I have to admit. Like, I was watching, and I was like, Oh, it's John! Like for real, not in a flashback. He's the
1: oh, guy. <laughs> he's <Suddenly> here, John. <laughs> he's
0: here, and that was to be like super terrible to be like kept in the dark for so yeah. long, and then to have word come in and be like, "Hey!" So we ran into everybody, and also three of your friends are tight. I know.
2: <laughs> Excuse well, me. What I know, and I loved to like going back to all of the rest of the people that were out in that fight and, you know, they're all, like, <laughs> passed out on the wall, uh, yeah, and then geez. they're slowly reviving to, like, go track down the Titans, but I liked that, like, Connie was sort of trying to come to terms with the fact that Bertold and Reiner were yes. uh, had betrayed them, and he was like, but I'm
1: not gonna believe it until I hear it from their mouths and I like, like, need to hear it from the horse's mouth what got me was Connie. Hanji not <laughs> being able to stand yeah. That yeah. wrecked me you pretty wanna, hard.
0: You want to talk... To, like determination Hanji after waking up from being passed out slash potentially knocked out in a coma wakes up and crawls her way over to Commander Irvin grabs him by the ankle and is like give me a map and like once they bring her a map she's like okay guys I'm gonna tell you what our strategy should be because get on
1: my level literally <laughs> because I can't stand I, I really
0: can't and she is brilliant like yeah. for for somebody who has passed out for the last several hours, she is very quickly able to get a grasp on the situation and be like, okay guys, this is what they're most likely to do. This is our time window. They are most likely going to be in this part of the forest uh, because they're going to be exhausted. They have Titans to worry about. And, like, that's as like and they need somewhere to kind of hide out until nightfall when titans are less active even though the validity of that is
1: kind of up for debate at this point i feel like at this point the castle attack was a one-off there was some weird stuff going on that entire day yeah <laughs> that was that was a thing that happened but
0: Again, it's just a testament to Hanji's character that, like, even after all of that, she's like, guys, this is what we need to do. Someone get me to a medical bay now, please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um,
1: um, and, uh, Helen needs hugs in the chat is asking how many episodes do we have left? Is it this four, was, four? Yeah, this, this was, was eight. episode eight of yeah. season
0: two. So we have four episodes left to kind of wrap up this particular arc.
1: I feel like this is going to hit, like, right where we left off in the manga. I feel like, like it is, that's probably where it'll end.
0: I, I feel like it's almost exactly where we left off in the manga. We picked a good um, point. But you you brought up Connie. Uh, another character that, like, we only get a little bit of in this episode. Krista. Krista. I know. Oh. And I loved that moment between
2: her and Armin where he's like, I'm gonna tell you to stay behind, mm-hmm. but I know it's not gonna make a difference. She's like,
0: <laughs> nah, my girlfriend's out there. I, Do I look like a minor character to you? <laughs> <laughs> like... I mean, it would be so easy for a character like Krista to be a damsel in distress character in literally any other sort of situation. She's basically, again, the Disney princess of this show, and she refuses to be a damsel in distress. She's going to be Amir's white knight, and it's going to be wonderful. I yeah. hope. <laughs> she was in the top 10, wasn't she? Only because Only Amir, because let Amir let her.
2: made, like, m- intentionally got not top 10. Yeah. Uh.
0: So, uh, but. I mean, she still would have been like top. 15. Oh yeah, no, she's yeah. still she's very still capable, talented. But yeah, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, she wouldn't have been top ten if it hadn't been Emir. That's not going to. And then stop she joined her. the.
2: And then she joined the Survey Corps anyway. So like, like.
0: She, and she also just saw firsthand. By the way, your former classmates are the Colossal Titan and the Armored Titan, and you're still going to go out and save your girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm all about it. Yeah, my <laughs>
1: girlfriend's also a Titan. <laughs> That's
0: true. It's Fine. Yeah, but my, it's uh, fine. I, I,
1: I'm yeah. into that.
2: I have really enjoyed Krista a lot. I've, I've really enjoyed Krista this season because yeah. I feel like she was a character who we just saw last season and she was like this cute little blonde girl and yeah. at this season we've just seen that there's a whole lot more to her.
0: She went from being cute and mousy and adorable to like, again, she's in this next episode, like she's getting ready to ride out with the cavalry to save her girlfriend. Yeah. This, this season cool. she
1: breathes fire.
0: Yeah. Ugh.
1: Like, and that's so amazing. good. I'm so...
0: I'm so happy for that kind of development. It mm-hmm. just it makes me so happy. Um, I feel like that mostly covers everything yeah. for this episode. Um, you know, for again, an episode where there's not a ton to talk about, it's still kind of amazing that we found so much to
1: talk about. Yeah, but yeah. It was funny.
2: When I watched it, I was like I was like, was I not paying attention
1: or did like not a lot really happen in this episode? A, a lot, lot of was, it was a lot of it was aerostyle flashback. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which I have no problem with. But, yeah, it was it was a good character episode. It was a good, okay, this was the last big set piece that happened. Let's wrap it up. Let's take a minute to figure things out. And we're going to probably run straight into another set piece, if not this next yeah. episode then the episode after it. Yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: If nothing else, this episode gives us the image of a young Mikasa flipping a bully around to the point where he spins simu- like several times throughout the air before hitting the ground.
1: We've had yep. a couple episodes with, let's hit someone so hard they spin a couple times <laughs> in the air, and I have to say I appreciate it a lot. I do too,
0: especially in the series. It just it's one of the little things that brings you joy yes. in a series where there's so much death and destruction.
1: Where it just goes completely shonen for a split second and you're like Yep. <laughs> and
0: you're like, Yep, I'm yep. I I mean, I'm here for this.
1: All right, then let's go ahead the, and move Oh go ahead. Oh, just the last thing I wanna say is if we we've been talking about how Aaron and Mikasa and Armin are the head and the heart and the spirit the god, the head, the heart and the body. We saw the mind and the body without the spirit this episode. Yes. And it made such a difference.
0: It really did. Yeah. And again, it just illustrates how far they've all come. And had Aaron not gotten kidnapped in this episode, I I feel like we really would have gotten to see their teamwork really develop and progress had he not gotten kidnapped. Because, again... Armin has come a long way. Oh yeah, um, Mikasa has come a long way, and so has Aaron. And Aaron's finally at that point where he's willing to listen.
1: Well, and they're <laughs> which all so very wonderful. important to each other as a trio, and it's a fairly well balanced trio. So as much as we make fun of Aaron being hot-headed and running straight into things and then continuing to run, they need <laughs> that.
0: Yeah, yeah. We see how they are when when he's gone, when he's taken from them. It just they're crushed.
1: Wanting to kill all the Titans fills you with determination. Yep. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) All right, guys. Let's go ahead and move on into some really quick predictions. And now,
1: your After Buzz (gasps) TV
0: prediction. So Reiner has some
1: explaining to do. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I get the feeling that this next episode is going to be a lot of horseback and probably a lot of yelling.
2: Yeah. I'm I don't also, think we'll
1: get into a fight until the episode after I
2: agree. This. I'm also interested to see Reiner and Berthold uh, talk to Ymir, who clearly was the titan who like, <laughs> ate their friend. Like, that's a thing. That's definitely so, a thing. Hey guys, um, so you murdered our friend. And they also like, probably weren't titans at the same time. So So Yeah,
0: everybody has some explaining to yeah, do. Yeah. I want more
2: like backstory on like how and why all these people got Titan abilities. Cause obviously like Aaron, we know it's because his dad was experimenting on him in the basement. Yeah. Great parenting on the show. <laughs> um but everybody else, obviously it was something similar, but we don't know the specific circumstances. So no. I would like to get a little bit of that because it'll be interesting to see, like, what approach Bertold and Reiner take towards having Ymir and Eren. Like, obviously, if they weren't gonna try to convince them
1: to join them on some level, they would have just killed them. Yeah. Well, and again, Bertold and Reiner seem built for specific purposes. Sure. Whereas sure. Ymir and Eren were just your Titans, go. Yeah.
0: I don't know. I would say Berserker Titan definitely looked like there was a specific aim. I don't know, but that, again, thats we have no idea what Aaron's dad was trying to accomplish with all that.
1: Well, and Annie also seemed to follow the built-with-a-purpose design. Yeah, um, definitely. Whether or not they have skin. <laughs> have right. they been engineered?
0: We don't know. But um, I am very interested in hearing Aaron probably demand justification for like why they think that they why they think they're entitled to do this what what the motivation was for lying to everybody while they were all in school together. Aaron's going to be demanding answers, and I'm very interested to hear Reiner and told try to justify it to him and to themselves. Yeah.
1: Uh, Ra and chat says next episode on Attack on Titan is the Breakfast Club episode. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would also watch that movie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Don't you forget about me? Oh, I would watch that. All right. Um. Any other final thoughts before uh, before we leave you all tonight? Nope. That. <laughs>
1: We all remember some guy,
0: yep. R- R.I.P. Some
2: guy, and finally Jean, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> the hit series coming horror. this fall. He and Mika finally are going to fall Jean. in love, probably not. But...
0: <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine if this series just took a hard left turn, like into Breakfast Club territory? Right. <laughs> Mika and Jean just like they—they're like the unlikely they love romance. Each- yeah, oh. they're
2: they're the Claire and um, uh, what's his name? Oh, I'm totally drawing a blank. Anyway, you you all know who the I'm talking guy. about. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> and some guy. <laughs> and they all hash out their issues while they're in detention and right. they leave. And, Yeah, they just like smoke some weed and like have a great time. And they leave, they all part not necessarily as friends cuz they all go their separate ways, but with a deeper understanding of <laughs> yes, one
1: another exactly. exactly.
0: <laughs> and they will always have that one day in detention yeah. up until they
1: kill each other.
0: Oh, man. Way to ruin it. <laughs> Speaking of, just kind of a, a little side note, when um, in this portion of the manga, in the, the volumes that they release, uh, the graphic novels, um, when Marco died, uh, there's a silhouette of the the top ten, and when Marco died he he just like he disappeared from the back Ooh. and or it's not a silhouette it's just all of them standing at attention like they do in the right, uh, in right. this opening um after bertolt and reiner are revealed to be titans they, they disappear. also disappear uh. as well uh. so yeah <laughs> Ball. It's one of those it's a things great where design choice. It's, that's amazing. It's I love that. A brilliant visual, but it hurts me inside. Um, anyway, that's the only other thing I wanted to say tonight, Into it. folks. Thank you so so much for tuning in, Katie. Where can people go if they want to find you?
1: Hi, all my buddies. You can find me all of our social media at Kiaj. That is K I A X E T. It's also the same for YouTube. Um, things are occurring. The Arrow season five finale is this week, so that's Wednesday night. Robots in Disguise, as always, is on Tuesdays. And I had something else. Oh, yeah. June 1st, Red vs. Blue and Steven Universe. We're going to be covering the next eight episodes. Xnet. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of Red vs. Blue. The next four episodes of Red vs. Blue and the Steven bomb and the movie that they're showing on Memorial Day. Oh, so boy. we're going to have a lot of Steven to talk about. That's so yes. good stuff.
2: Emma. I am Emma Fife. I can be found on Twitter and Instagram at my name, Emma Fife, E-M M A F Y F F E. Uh, guys, come hang out with me tomorrow at 1 o'clock PM Pacific time uh, over on twitch.tv slash hyper That is Hyper RPG's Twitch channel. I will be streaming uh, Persona 5. It's a real good time. I know some of you in the chat have joined me before. <laughs> we, we always have fun. We're about to go take down the evil volleyball teacher. So <laughs> It's a great game. That sounds First amazing. Owners, man. It's amazing. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, oh, and also then on Friday nights at 9 o'clock p.m. Pacific time, uh, check out Pencils and Parsecs, which is our Star Wars RPG uh, that I am also a cast member of. Uh, so you should watch it because it's so fun.
0: And uh, be sure to follow Alexis at atorres 890 Please tweet her your well-wishes. Uh we we hope she joins us next time. And I'm Megan, you guys can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the Manguin That's T-H E M E N G-U-I-N. I am also on a bunch of shows here at After Buzz, and I write articles for the movie. Chick, that's chick with 2Ks. Be sure to check those out. Folks, thank you so so much for tuning in. We will see you all next time.
1: From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire
0: AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network.
2: To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit
0: AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. This episode is dedicated to the memory of some guy.